0: Welcome back to another episode on the channel. Today is going to be a solo episode with yours truly. My name is Kayla, if you're new here, I'm really happy to have you listening. And today, what I'm going to be diving into is obviously the title of this episode, Questioning Myself in the Coaching Industry, is just this really interesting conversation that I want to bring forth and shed some light on how I wanna hold myself more responsible in the coaching industry with the patterns and the behaviors and the conversations that I'm noticing more of lately. And also I want to just shed light and just give a different perspective from someone as myself who has a completely open ajna. And so it's really interesting because a friend of mine, I'm gonna be saying a friend of mine, like there's there's actually many people that I'm gonna be talking about in this episode, but I'm not gonna use names just because it's not relevant but the 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 story of it is like important a friend of mine i had a conversation with it was really interesting how she was telling me about the transits this month in october and just how really the theme of this month is a lot of like letting go what no longer serves you it's it's a lot of really questioning identities or like even comparing to oneself from like a year ago and just really comparing and looking at you know what is it that we believe in and so on and so i thought this is first off was super fucking interesting i was like all right, the transits don't lie. And that actually happened after an interesting situation occurred at the very beginning of October, where I had a friend of mine come to me and we had this really intense conversation about the coaching industry. And I... I felt myself getting really triggered and I could feel like this shame coming up and being like, okay, am I part of the problem? Like, you know, I'm questioning myself and honestly, that's a good thing. It's a good thing to question ourselves because it shows that we have awareness and we're willing to like look at things, right? And so things were coming up and there's resources that were shared to me and I started going down this rabbit hole of certain people on social media and like reading their content and how they were addressing the problematic issues on you know, the interwebs and the coaching industry and like specifically calling out people's names and giving examples. And I was like, okay. And this was, it was really interesting because the thing with having an open Ajna is that I noticed that I can be easily swayed in the sense that, you know, I can sit with uncertainty and really like, believe in something without needing to have concrete evidence but also if somebody comes forth and they have these concrete pieces of evidence and they're really strong in their beliefs like typically let's say if someone has a defined head or or there's just like a very strong presence of a specific way of thinking or being that comes up like i really i catch myself amplifying that and it creates this like intense anxiety within me and it it evokes the not self theme of the ajna of like oh my god do i know enough like what if i don't know enough like what if okay i'm not certain like there's this search for certainty right and this like i feel myself shrinking so I'm going in and I'm, I'm consuming this content and i'm learning from it there's things that i'm learning about certain ways that maybe i've used harmful language in my marketing certain ways that where i've probably been harmful with my selling or you know just certain trends and and grooming and things that can happen from the industry around spending money and so on so it's just like very thought provoking. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I I can resonate with this, like this makes sense. Like I'm really happy to be educating myself. So then I went on to my Instagram stories and I shared this resource that I had dove into. And then I had another friend slide into my DMs, and they shared their perspective of why they thought that the way that this content was being presented on the interwebs and calling people out, that it was a form of bullying and that it really was unproductive and it was quite literally becoming the very thing that you're fighting against. We're fighting against toxicity in the coaching industry, but then the way that Things are being shared are you know could be perceived as toxic and exactly like just hypo- hypocrisy is essentially what i'm trying to say and so then here i am open ajna having this this information shared from two of my very good friends who are both very integral beings successful in their business making an impact and i'm sitting here and i'm like who the fuck am i and it's funny because i have a defined g center but even then i'm like oh my god like what do I identify with? Like, I know who I am, but like, do I even fit into, like, how can I find a space to fit in and not cause harm? And I really started freaking out internally in terms of like, just being overwhelmed with the information and the perspectives that were being shared with me. But then I thought, okay, this is obviously a massive growing pain, a massive opportunity to really look at my shit in terms of, you know, me feeling uncomfortable and wanting to like look good and be like goody two shoes on the internet with my business and and just be liked. And all of this shit came up. And I was like, wow, like what a, what a great conversation to bring into a podcast episode, Kayla. And so I probably spent about 10 days marinating in all of this. And I started to really contemplate and look at how does my human design tie into how I get triggered about these things coming up in the online space? And, you know, also just what is it that I believe that I want to stand behind because one of the things I think having the 515 channel is that I really want to find a rhythm and a consistency with how I show up, like what I identify with, right? And so it's it's been really interesting to allow my undefined head, open ajna, open throat be like Who are we? How are we going to speak about this? What do you think about this? What are the answers? Like, there's just been this very vast opening conversation within me that I've been percolating and, like I said, marinating in the last 10 days. So, what I've noticed is I'm going to talk a little bit more about myself, and then I actually want to talk about the things that I've witnessed in the coaching industry that have either happened directly to me or really close friends of mine and just kind of shifting perspectives on this. And then really, I actually want to talk about the 22nd G- Gene Key as well. It's actually one of the things. I told you I've totally been meditating in this for 10 days, but really I've also been procrastinating. But also I really trust my sacral that when I don't feel a little, like drawn in the minute to do something that I just wait. And so this morning I'm cleaning my office and I started listening to the 22nd Gene Key because I'm diving into the Venus sequence right now, and the 20-second jinky is so fucking relevant to this conversation, and I was like, wow, like I had decided yesterday I was going to record the episode this morning, but then when I listened to the 20-second jinky, I was like, okay, that was the last piece that I needed before I was ready to do this conversation, so I'm going to be talking about that as well. So back to, back to me, just sharing my perspective. So here I am I'm telling you about the open Nausea experience, the undefined head, you know, me really percolating and just like, just absorbing everything that I've been processing in the last 10 days. And I started to notice other aspects of my chart tying into this, where I have power view in human design, which is known as the color three and in the variables. And so I can see things very easily when I see things in a competitive nature where it's like I can tell who's winning who's losing this includes myself what's working what's not working and so it's it's like it's just very easy for me to see these things and see the authenticity and so I could tell that when this information was brought to me to process instead of being like oh yes like winning and losing I went into my transferred view which is like It's like the opposite of how you're designed to view where it turns into a distraction. So instead of seeing things as a whole from a broad perspective of like, okay, this is what works, what doesn't work. This is, you know, what's winning, what's losing and so on, like the black and white view, I suddenly started taking it personally. And I started seeing things in a really personal context. Like, okay, how am I being toxic? How am I showing up in the coaching industry? And the thing is, is that this, This is a distraction from me being in my element of being able to see like what's not working and what is working as a collective. And so this isn't to say that if you you might actually be the opposite, you might actually be one who thrives. You have color six, you see things personally and your transferred view is power. Right, but for me, I'm designed to see things from this broad, this broad spectrum. So it's really interesting because you're gonna see in this recording today how I'm literally talking about how I shifted things from a personal view into a power view, and now I can actually share from a place of alignment because I'm gonna be speaking to the coaching industry and the things that I'm seeing from a broad spectrum. So I think that this is something to contemplate and for yourself. Like if you go into your human design chart and look at if you go in genetic matrix, it'll say on the left hand side. If you're not familiar with how to read the arrows and the numbers under the arrows which are the colors and tones but if you look at your view and then it'll say your transferred view so then you can just go and contemplate that like how does that show up and how you see things so what i wanted to talk about today now that i've kind of gave some human design perspectives on the open ajna and the view i want to talk about the industry and just the things that i've personally experienced and the thing that i'm working on right now actually you know what i think i can easily bring in the gene keys right now so gene key 22 this gene key the shadow is dishonor the gift is graciousness and the city is grace when i was listening to this gene key this morning it was so beautiful because it was talking about the femineness energy of this gene key and it was really addressing this This perception, not this perception, but this way of being in terms of being personally responsible and having a graciousness in the way that we do it. So the shadow of dishonor is ultimately like the 22 in a human design lens connects with gate 12. Okay. And this whole line, this is a, this is a manifested channel. It's going from the emotional solar plexus up to the throat center. And it's, it's really about, you know, having this cautionary and the right timing and the way that we express oneself. And so when we look at the gene key, this 20 second gene key, my interpretation of this is like, when, when we are dishonoring ourselves in terms of our expression and our experience, it's it's a the shadow is always in this victim state. So it's like dishonoring ourselves in our experience by speaking from this place of being a victim or or having this disempowered experience without any personal responsibility. It's like this thing happened, and there's just there's just no way of taking responsibility. It's like a deflection. It's it's an outburst. It's this a manifested energy of like informing and initiating but not from a place of alignment so with that being said I'm not desiring to create a context right now where if you've experienced harm or trauma or anything that you need to silence yourself I'm specifically speaking to when there is an opportunity to take personal responsibility that this is the time to do it I'm not saying that you're responsible for absolutely every single thing in your life because that is that is very disempowering for me to say that it's not inclusive, right? So I just want to like address that before we start diving into it deeper, because I really just want to paint, create the stage of what I'm saying to you about the 22nd Genki and personal responsibility. So when it comes to communicating, experiencing life, like dishonoring ourselves is just allowing ourselves to continue to be in this disempowering context of not taking personal responsibility and not allowing ourselves to be graciously expressed. So when we look at the gift of graciousness and we look at taking responsibility, this is where this is where I can see even for my own self where I was dishonoring myself in the times where let's say I've been called out for using harmful language or not being inclusive in terms of you know I had a I'll give you a specific example. I had a post that went up months ago. I was doing a collaboration with a group of women and somebody commented on the post, "Oh, there's all white women on here," just saying. And I was like, "Okay." And I I in that moment i was i was irritated and i was frustrated like there was definitely this like fuck you for calling me out like why would you say that you don't even know these women because they some of the women in that post were actually white passing and but here's the other thing right so i'm going down a tangent now but i promise i'll bring it back that person sees a post so this is why this is why it's so important to really be curious when we're in the online space in the online space we see a post we see something and then all of a sudden we think that's the whole fucking picture because it's not that post looked like it was all white women. There was actually white passing women on that post. The other thing is when I created this collaboration, I had reached out to women of color to join. And at that time, coincidentally, the women of color were not available to join this collaboration. So there's this whole fucking experience behind the picture on that post okay so there's that to consider and the thing is i could have taken that into consideration when i considered my reaction to this person making this this comment so here i am you know dishonoring myself and not even attempting to speak with graciousness of like okay i see your commitment to wanting people to be more inclusive in the online space i take responsibility for the fact that there are not visible women or BIPOC people of color in this post this is what I can do better next time this is that's what personal responsibility is okay that is graciousness and that is the city of grace of just being expressed taking responsibility in these situations where it can be a disempowering context so this is why I think the 22nd gene key is so powerful as I talk about this conversation today of really looking at personal examples, you know that's me taking responsibility, and then also looking at, you know, other spaces where we might be judging the surface level of somebody's feed or their programs or the feedback of a certain group of people, and then all of a sudden think that's the entire story when it's not. You're dishonoring the entire experience. How can you have graciousness and be curious, right? And then you know, even if you don't have an undefined or open agenda, it's like, okay, well, how can I see this differently, right? so some of the things that i wanted to talk about that i've experienced where i think i could have taken better responsibility and it goes both ways i had a situation last summer and i'm not going to say names but again because it doesn't matter and i'm not really interested in like causing insane drama with this episode but i had a situation last summer where i was reading somebody's post they're well known in the industry as a coach And, you know, multiple seven figure individual who has like a high influence. And in this post, I noticed the verbiage that they chose was was condescending to the coaching industry. You know, they were suggesting how coaches make watered down programs, but that's not me. So it was something along those lines. And I thought, okay. And so I commented on the post and I said, why do you have to condescend other coaches to position yourself to be an elite person in the coaching industry like i just don't understand why don't you choose different language anyways this conversation ended up in the dms we're going back and forth there's screenshots in our stories like people are coming back and forth to get the whole picture of the conversation and it was just a really shitty situation where i for sure can say i started getting really righteous and i was like this person is a bitch they are straight up, not seeing how they're being harmful, like, and then there was this whole ego thing on my end where it's like, "Well, look at me, like, I'm calling this person out, and I'm showing them how they can be better in the industry, and, like, you know I'm not making as much money as them, but like, look, I'm a better person, like 100fucking percent, this conversation was going on in the depths of my mind. And I own that. And so I think that this happens and people are not taking responsibility for this. And so there were aspects in this conversation where for sure this person was unwilling to see my perspective there was definitely gaslighting in the conversation where it's like you know i know i'm triggering you right now but this is really going to show you where you need to grow and you know i'm not going to speak i'm not not going to speak my truth so that other people can be comfortable like there was some really shady shit that happened back and forth and there's things that that person could be responsible for and there's things that i could be responsible for And that's what i'm talking about today so i want to give this example because shit like this happens all the time and if i really wanted to escalate the situation what ended up happening is that i was like okay we're just going to have to agree to disagree and i flat out told them i'm going to block you because energetically i need to like close this off and and that was the end of it and i i don't go and consume this per- person's content i don't invest in their work because it's just not it's just not for me But the thing is that this could have escalated into a massive shame festival and cancel culture extravaganza and like a flaming fire ego burning, like dumpster fire party. And I didn't take it there because I think that this is what happens is that it's really easy to amplify shit on the internet and things get manipulated. Like literally as an example, let's just consider the pandemic when we look at the pandemic, it's like, you know, the news is fear mongering and they're amplifying things and the numbers and there's just all this fucking drama when it doesn't have to be that way. So this was an this was an experience I had last summer and it really did teach me a lot. And that's why I'm telling you now it's like, OK, how can we have more collaborative conversations where instead of calling people out, we call them in to have a conversation which is what I did attempt to do. But then, like I said, there's things that I, that I take responsibility for. And this is like such an example of like me not dishonoring this person, fully writing them off as like a devil in the industry, but also looking at, okay, how can we graciously, how can we graciously communicate and how can I have grace and like leaving this situation like complete for what it is, right? And I think that this is a massive opportunity in the coaching industry it's like coming from this, this place of love, right? This feminine energy, this willingness to receive and to have fluidity rather than like this harsh cut off culture that seems to be showing up a lot. So, you know, it's, it's really interesting because the other thing that can happen too is that with this coach in particular, I've had another friend of mine who's had a great experience with them. Like they really, they really enjoy their work. They resonate with them. They ha- they've had a great experience. And I'm like, okay, that's 100% your experience. And I'm going to like, you do you, right? And and then myself and I've had a few other people in my life with this particular person. They didn't have a great experience with them. And it's like, okay, well, well, then what's the ultimate truth? The ultimate truth is that everyone has their own experience with whoever it is that they're working with in the industry. And the ultimate truth also is that we can't please everybody can we hold people accountable and call them in and just invite them to shift how they're showing up? A hundred percent. But that's very different than this like cancel culture and like shaming that that is that comes up sometimes. And I think that this is this is really important to consider. And and so that was just one of the examples that I wanted to give. And I think that the other thing too is that it's really important to be able to advocate for yourself and again i want to tie this into the whole spiel that i just said earlier about personal responsibility where this can this me talking about advocating for yourself is like literally towing the line of of gaslighting and saying that you're responsible for everything that ever happened to you and if you don't advocate for yourself then like that's why you're a victim i'm not saying that okay what i'm saying is that I believe that every person has the, the, the awareness and has the power within them to set boundaries and know what's best for them and to communicate when it's not aligned for them in certain situations. And I'm talking about this specifically in the coaching industry. And so, you know, I think there was a situation that a friend of mine experienced, she was in a container For almost 12 months and she was doing additional research to what she was learning in this particular container and discovered that the content in the container had actually been plagiarized from a website from somebody else's work that they had been creating on their website and so she reached out to this coach that was hosting this container and informed them that there had been plagiarism and she requested a refund and was refunded $10,000 $10,000 because that was that was her advocating for herself. I'm not going to support plagiarism and this is out of integrity for me. I don't want to be part of this container. And so it's like these situations where I remember when I was talking with my friend and it was like fucking, she was so fucking nervous. And I was just like, you, from a human design lens, are a manifester. You have the fucking power in your voice to initiate and inform the shit out of the situation of what's aligned for you. Like you get to advocate for yourself. And so it's like yeah, you, we could look and say, this coach is wrong. This coach did this, this coach did that. And like, you know, cancel culture, shame and all the things. Right. But also it's like setting that boundary is like what happens specifically. And then my friend walked away and just like never associated with that person again. And so there's this other, there's this other option where it's like, Hey, you can call in people to have a conversation, like this example that I gave. And then you can also just set these boundaries and be like, this is not for me right? And I think that this is how we can, you know, one of the things that people say about the coaching industry is that it's unregulated. I saw a quote, somebody posted this on their Instagram. I can't remember who it was, but I'm giving credit to whoever said it. Yes, you could say the coaching industry is unregulated, but I loved this. The coaching industry is self-regulated. This is again, why I chose to bring in the 22nd Genie key into this conversation because we get to regulate ourselves and how we show up and how we communicate and how we take responsibility for things like plagiarism or for not fulfilling on the things that we said that we would do with our clients or, you know, for not being accessible with pricing and so on, whatever it is, right? So there's there's different ways that we can show up in the industry that will continue to hold empowering contexts without having to like shit on people for their lack of awareness and for their choice of words or how they run their business so i think that you know these are just some really important examples and i think another thing that i wanted to talk about too was that i have a a friend of mine who they had worked with a coach and really experienced that and actually this was talked about in uh a recent episode about emotional regulation versus like riding an emotional wave and like whether like it's a trauma response or not. So if you want to scroll down on my podcast channel and get a little bit more information on that. So my friend, since she talked about this, I will share. I'd worked with a coach and really learned through that experience that there's a difference between riding your emotional wave and having a trauma response and being regulated in one's nervous system. And I think that sometimes what can happen Is that we get into these experiences and they are unfortunate experiences, but then all of a sudden there's this wisdom that we gain from being in those experiences, right? And it's like, that's the silver lining, but also, again, disclaimer situation, I'm not saying that people have to experience a traumatic event in order to learn, that's definitely not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that if somebody feels healed and willing to look back on a shitty situation where maybe they spent a certain amount of money or they had a certain experience with a conversation with someone or they had a certain experience in a group of people and they can look back and and feel like they can have this boundary with that experience and be able to see like what they can learn from it so that they can move on. I think that's another really powerful thing that we can do because then we know what not to do in our own business or with our own clients. And I think that that's really powerful as well. So I just wanted to share a couple of different perspectives in terms of how we can take personal responsibility and like the fine lines of like gaslighting and the fine lines of, you know, cancel culture that can pop up because the industry is self-regulated. No one's gonna come down from, you know, the coaching industry, gods of heaven and start like directing traffic like that's just not how it's going to go like we have to really be aware of how we show up because ultimately we cannot control how other people show up but we can set boundaries and that's going to start reinforcing the expectation you know you might have noticed and i hope you have that sliding scale is becoming more prominent in the industry because people were sharing over and over again that pricing was not accessible and it was becoming a very gatekeeping and and a very you know elitism industry because it was like the more you, know, you had to spend more money to work with people higher up and to make more money like it was it was getting a bit intense I'll say that. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say that. Okay, and so you'll notice these things: sliding scales coming in, people are being more inclusive with the way that they market, with with using pronouns, with you know being more inclusive towards BIPOC community. Like these things are changing because there was a call in of a conversation, rather than just having cancel culture. Because if you look at it, if there's if there's situations, conversations, and these things are only thriving off the negativity, and if the commitment is that we move through and i don't want to say eliminate the negativity because that's not possible but literally just for the sake of this conversation i'm going to say it eliminate the negativity what purpose do those conversations or people have at that point it's like it's like it's actually just going to fuel more negativity because there's nothing to talk about there's nothing to change there's nothing to criticize so this is why you know my open ajna has finally like processed what it is that I believe, and that is just anything culture, cancel culture, shaming related is like I'm not I'm not okay with that at all, and I'm always gonna make an effort to not be that person to shame or cancel people, and also power view I can see how this is winning, how this is losing, and it's not personal, it's it's collective, and this is why I'm bringing in the twenty second jinky, so I'm just gonna continue to like this all in and tie in a little bow because I think that this is really important to just see all of these aspects that I'm bringing in for those of you that want little pieces of evidence or just want something to go and contemplate after this conversation. So the next thing that I want to talk about, I guess this is kind of like part three of the conversation where when I was doing my little digging into these resources that were very much like finger pointing in terms of like what's toxic in the coaching industry, I did start to learn some things that I could be more aware of in terms of my language and how I market and so on. And I wanted to share these examples from the lens of how they can come from a place of manipulation or how they might actually just be legit, right? So I think again, this is this is taking the binary perception out and bringing in the nuance right and then also everything that I just said about advocating for yourself and setting boundaries and you know being able to take the silver lining if that resonates with you so some of the things that I've really I really noticed in terms of marketing and these are things that I used to do but then I kind of stopped doing them because I was literally doing them because everyone else was doing them I was like why the fuck am I doing this like it was just one of those things and it's like let's say these are just some examples that came up when I was doing my little research here is when it comes to selling things saying things like it's so this example is based off of like engineered scarcity and engineered urgency and so saying things like only x amount of spots left when there's actually tons of spots left so it's like it's like manipulating people to into scarcity. Like you need to buy this now because I want your money now, you know? But the thing is, if you're doing a mastermind and you only have eight spots available and four of them are taken, then how is that manipulation when you're literally just being honest? So again, nuanced, right? And one of the things I find interesting, this is the next one I find interesting is like, okay, the price is X and it will increase. This could be seen as a manipulation and in, in the sense of creating this urgency of like, you know, buy sooner. But the thing is, I this again could be nuanced where it's like yeah, maybe you want to do a pre-sale. Maybe this is something that you, you want to get out into the world because it's a newer thing. And then with that, you're you're going to be increasing the price because maybe you're adding more to it. Right? Maybe you're going to be, it's a bait around. And then once you get like your footing and you can actually show up and deliver a little bit more polishedly, whatever resonates with you, then how is this manipulation if it's part of the process? Right? And then the other one that I thought was interesting was saying how like offer in soon, like hor- hurry, like doors closing. But the thing is, if that's being used to manipulate someone again this pressure to buy sooner to come in the scarcity okay cool but also you if you're launching something and you need to close the door because the program's starting on a monday and it's a friday that's telling the truth right so i think that i think there's always going to be these fucking nuances and this is what i was getting tripped up on when i was reading about these things the other week because i was like what am I, like, am I doing something wrong? Because I have said these things, but they're coming from an honest place where, you know, I just I just did a mastermind launch and yeah, I closed the doors because we were starting on a Monday. So it's like, do I just not say the doors are closing because I don't want to create pressure for people? So it's really interesting, right? There's this aspect, but then there's the aspect that I'm talking about. How can you advocate for yourself? If you don't like how that person's marketing or if you don't resonate with their program, then you don't have to invest, again coming back to personal responsibility so some of the some of the other ones that i thought were really interesting and this is definitely i've experienced this as a consumer in terms of being pushed to purchase where it's like it's a financial stretch and this is where things can get really shady because it's like okay there's a difference between having an emotionally regulated nervous system and knowing I'm about to make a big investment and I can still pay my bills. I can still pay off my debt. I can still pay my mortgage and take care of my kids versus like this aspirational marketing where it's like, if you make this investment, this is the end all be all to going full time in your business and making all this money and having your dream life and creating this whole picture. And that is, you know, emotional manipulation. And I think that I've definitely experienced this before, years ago, when I invested in one of my certifications. Well, actually, it was my NLP certifications. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it It was my NLP certifications with Transform Destiny. And it was just like, looking back, I can see how I was really misled, Because looking back, you know, I signed up for a self paced, version of getting certified in nlp hypnosis and all the things so that means i was sitting at home alone on my computer watching videos and reading books with no support in terms of coaching and obviously that's what i paid for but i feel like if you're gonna market the difference between going in for seven days and doing an intensive to get all these certifications versus doing it self-paced over 10 months very different Very, very different. And so I think that that's one of the things is like really looking at. For me, it's like, well, do I trust myself to create that in this time? Or am I being guided to believe that I can to make this investment? And that's where for me, that personal responsibility comes in. And this like curious eye of am I investing in this from a place of scarcity or do I genuinely believe and I can see how this is going to fit into helping me on my path with my business and so this is where this is where I have lived and learned and now I'm sharing what I've lived and learned because maybe I could help the next person who is like oh shit maybe I am investing in these things from a place of scarcity and I'm not actually being responsible for myself right so it's again the nuances the nuances are my open best friend <laughs> so the other thing that i thought was really hit me in the heart was was this example of like teaching knowledge around like processes and formulas and codes and systems and there's this like secrecy deception around it and i'm like okay this is crazy. Like if that's quote a bad thing, who the fuck am I to be teaching about human design and jinkies when it's literally the most nuanced thing ever. And there's a ton of jargon in terms of spiritual language and, you know, using words like frequencies and energetic experiences and things that are very open-ended where it's not like necessarily tangible. And so I literally had an identity crisis when I read this because I thought, holy fuck, I'm manipulating everyone. And obviously I had to like ground myself and be like, Kayla, you are sharing how human design and gene keys can be a tool. I'm not sharing, I'm not saying that this shit's gonna make you a millionaire. That's a very different conversation than me saying this can help you in your business with X, Y, and Z. So again, fine lines, but that example was extreme, but I hope you get what I mean. The other thing that I find really interesting, and I've had this conversation like partial conversation with a friend of mine I didn't get too into it talking about buyer psychology and then talking about like you know pricing so I'm the type of person I like to know the prices of things and I want to go and sit with it and think about it and then decide buyer psychology does not work like that buyer psychology is like pushing the buttons of feelings and like making sure if you know if they don't buy them they're not going to come back and buy so you need to sell it on the spot and like this is a hundred percent what i experienced when i was a personal trainer and i was you know selling personal training it was like you need to close them in that conversation kayla and i hated doing that and there were times that people would come back and buy when they decided not to buy but the secrecy pricing this is why like i'm very open The only pricing I don't have on my website is if someone wants to work with me for six or 12 months, my longer term commitments, because those are very customizable in the sense of, you know, how long they want to work with me, what specifically they need. So I can't put a price on it, but everything else has a price. And I want people to see the prices because I just want to be fucking transparent about it. And so then it's interesting because then I felt like for a long time, Kayla, you're doing something wrong because you have all your pricing up. You shouldn't have your pricing up. Like you should have a discovery call and they close them on the call. And I'm just like. This literally makes me want to puke. But the thing is, that's just not for me. That might really resonate with other people, but it's not for me. And so, you know, if you want to share your pricing, do that. If you don't, then don't. But I think that the people who resonate with how you share your pricing are going to come around and the ones who don't are not, right? Because when I see, when I go to places and I'm looking up someone's work and they have no pricing, I leave. I'm like, hey, you're not going to, I'm not really going to message you. I don't want to ask because then this whole conversation is going to start and that's not how I'll, that's not how I want to do it. I would literally be a car salesman's worst attempt at making a sale because they always, they, they just, Oh my God, actually quick story. Guillaume and I were in Mexico last December and we got roped into a timeshare conversation, which if you know anything about a timeshare, those conversations are four fucking hours. And so We got roped in because we're walking on the beach and this guy's like, hey, like come to our resort tomorrow morning. We'll give you a free pass to the gym because obviously you and I love working out. We'll give you a free pass to the gym, breakfast, and then you're going to have a conversation about timeshares and the resort and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, we went there. We went through the tour. You know, I could see the sales guy building a relationship with us. Like, I was watching this whole thing unfold and then eventually we did a tour and then we're like sitting down. We're having a conversation about investing, you know, fucking thousands of dollars into a timeshare. And it was like, oh, if you invest today, you're going to save like $40,000. Like it was actually insane. And I'm sitting there and, you know, Guillaume and the guy kind of going back and forth. And I literally put my fucking hand, I, I slammed my hand on the table. I said, this is not a priority, we're leaving. And I just shut it off because I don't like the pressure in the moment to buy things. It doesn't, if I have to buy right away, I'm done. I don't care how good the price is. So anyways, looking at the kind of people that you like to sell to is something I think that's worth considering. And that it's only questionable if we're manipulating someone from a place of disempowering them and disarming them you know what i mean like that's where i think the toxicity comes in even things like no refund policies like okay you know i i think that if somebody's not delivering what they said they would deliver then what are they paying for why should they pay for that Right? Like I'll keep that really simple, but that's that's my opinion. But again, it can get really subjective in terms of what somebody deems valuable or not. Again, it's subjective. How can we make it black and white if it's subjective? Subjective is nuanced. The other thing too is that I think is really really important to consider is that I have done so many certifications and I think that I have so many things to say about it in terms of that's what I needed to do at the time that I did. But I think that there's also this whole thing in the industry around like, you know, do you have the credentials? Like, are you ICF coach accredited? If you're not, then you can't coach. Like, you can't do this. And it's just very interesting how we need to have these titles in order to be able to be someone to make a difference. And yes, do I think there's a time and place to have certain experience? 1000%. I'm not going to walk into a dentist one day and be like, I aspire to be a dentist and go and start pulling out people's teeth. Like that's, that's extreme, right? But when I started my business three years ago and I was simply sharing about the books that I've read and I started a podcast and I was helping people at the level that I was at. And so I think that it is important. I think what's really important, if anything, is I know plenty of coaches who don't have coaching credentials who are incredible people who have made such a huge difference. I think the important thing is being educated on how to be inclusive, how to be trauma sensitive, trauma informed, whatever. However, those words, I know that some people get really picky about like trauma informed versus trauma sensitive, but really looking at how it can be as inclusive as possible to to be accessible because ultimately the coaching industry is designed to help people. Like that's like the most important thing, right? And so I think that I think that this is really important. And if you wanna if you wanna hear about my perspective around credentials and certifications, you can go and listen to podcast episode 274. I went and talked about it recently and I was like very transparent about how much I spent, my experience, what I feel is is needed in certifications versus not, because I've I've done lots of different forms of certifications and programs and containers and so on so just to tie everything into a bow again lots of bows here because this conversation is a present is everything is nuanced everything is subjective at the end of the day we're all fucking human i don't genuinely think I don't want to believe that there's people out there who specifically wake up and decide to cause harm to people do I think we have moments of being unconscious where we make less desirable decisions in terms of the language that we use or how we show up and what we do yes do I think that there's always an opportunity to take responsibility for that yes do I think that the best way to focus on the coaching industry is to look at how we can all rise. And I'm not saying I'm not this whole conversation. I really don't want people to interpret this as Kayla, you're just turning a blind eye, but here's the thing. Somebody could listen to this episode and be like, Oh my God, Kayla's so like toxic positivity. Listen to her go off about like not shaming people, not this, like how do we hold them accountable? Like she just wants to like not ruffle feathers. Okay. That can be your perspective. Or again, coming back to the 22nd gene key how can we be gracious in the way that we express ourselves to make an impact again with that initiating energy of starting something new that's that's my commitment from this episode and so I really hope that this inspires you to like, to question yourself, see where your beliefs come from. How can we take personal responsibility when we get called in or called out to have a conversation and just looking at, you know, literally Nelson Mandela, the fucking quote, Be the change that you want to see in the world. If you want to see a healthy, happy, thriving coaching industry, then I'm going to show up as a happy, healthy person who's willing to look at their shit, be transparent and, and really look at the conflicts that I've had, where I've had poor experiences with coaches or I've witnessed close friends in my life or other business owners have shitty experiences like, okay, how can I learn from that? There's been a few times now where people have been, oh my God, I had an incredible experience with this coach. And then in my same group of friends are like, I had the worst fucking experience. I absolutely hate them. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, who's right? And I'm like, that's their experience. And I just want to leave those people in their own experience. And so I'm really curious to hear what you think about this. I really invite you to go and have your own contemplative experience with Gene Key 22 I think this is a beautiful beautiful example of the kind of energy that we can bring into these conversations and the direction that we take the coaching industry i think it's healthy to question ourselves i think that it's it's important to look at our shit but we can always hold an empowering context that's that's one of my strongest beliefs even if you have shitty conversations you can still have an empowering context so i really hope that you learn from this episode and that if you are triggered in some ways like i just want to like invite you to go in with love and just be curious like, just be curious. That's it. And if if you want to share your insights, obviously, feel free. To, you can message me on Instagram. If you share the episode, tag me. Like, I just get so excited whenever people share my work or even just have a conversation or they share, like, insights that they've had. So with that, I want to thank you for listening today. And, of course, more juicy goodness is going to come out with the gene keys you can expect that in the coming episodes and of course if you can take a moment to follow the channel and leave a quick review even five stars on spotify or whatever they have on apple i would deeply appreciate that with you supporting my work so i will chat with you in the next episode